try to to look at what faith actually is, and uh, there were some really good answers on there. That was Art Linkletter style for my generation. Uh, Art Linkletter was a guy on TV who used to interview kids about different topics. It was pretty entertaining. Kids say the darndest things. That's what he. That's what he'd say. Um, we we just like I said before, Cindy and I uh, and <clears throat> Lindsay just got back from the wedding in uh, Fort Worth, our son's wedding, and that was that was one of those events that you, you don't forget. That is memorable because here's your son standing taking a vow uh, and and marrying a, a woman that we we had really prayed over this event from the day he was born. We're going to be talking about faith, and we're going to look at different aspects of it. Um, this is this is a long-term prayer request that we've had <laughs> over the years. We, we, we prayed that God would prepare Thad for the woman he would marry and her for him. And I, I would have never guessed that God would arrange the circumstances the way that he did because he ended up marrying a really good friend of mine, more than a friend, my mentor for over 30 years, Harold Bullock. He married her, his daughter. Uh, so Gina Bullock was who he married. I, you know, it's kind of thing where we were exhausted from all the preparation and planning, but you soak it in nonetheless. You look across the aisle and there's Harold and Deborah and, you know, there's all the family and friends there with us. It was really, really a joy. And um, it's, it's amazing how faithful God is to answer prayer. I mean, I, I wasn't just throwing it up there. I was diligently praying because that, that decision is crucial. Uh, who you marry determines pretty much uh, uh, how your life's going to go. Uh, for the rest of your days. And so I would have never guessed those circumstances. I would have, it's the kind of thing that you couldn't arrange yourself. Um, they do in certain parts of the world. <laughs> but here we don't arrange those things as much as you want to. You, know? <laughs> you, just, you just hold back from that. But God is faithful. He, he answered our prayers on that day. And that's, that's what makes it so fun. We're, we're going to look at faith, and it is a very practical matter. In, in our society, it's, it's sort of tacked on to things. But it is the core of what it means to walk with the Lord. It is at the core of the Christian life. And it shows up in long-term ways, like asking God to give that a wife that loves him and wants to walk with him who will be a good teammate and preparing them for one another. And it shows up in the moment in different ways. Um, I'm going to tell you a story that's pretty embarrassing. And that's all right. You know, I know you've heard them before about me if you've been around. If you're not, this this is kind of sometimes what I do. I tell embarrassing stories on myself. But uh, we had some eventful things happen on the trip to Fort Worth and then on the trip from Fort Worth back here. Uh, one of those things is we stopped for fuel in Sweetwater, Texas, and uh, that's where my dad went to high school, so it was kind of, I thought, hey, let's stop here just for old time's sake. And um, we, I, I, you know, fueled up, went in to get some coffee and go to the restroom, and then Cindy went in as well, 
Lindsay was sleeping, so I locked the car when I went in. And then Cindy came out before I did. She got in the car, and it started honking. And, and I heard it and was coming out with my coffee and opened the door, and it shut down, and everything was okay. And then got in the car, cranked it up, and started off, and I heard this clunk, clunk. And I look, and the, the gas nozzle <laughs> was still in the tank, and the hose was trailing the nozzle. I, I didn't know those things were breakaway, but I, I figured this out. <laughs> and I, I, bright red, very embarrassed, looking around, and nobody's chasing me or anything. I, but I, I, I thought, we could just keep going. <laughs> and then I thought, no, we can't. <laughs> Um, and I, I was, as I got out of the car, I pulled the car. I'm not sure I was in a parking place. I was totally flustered. Um, but I was thinking, I wonder how much this is going to cost. And I thought, God, I don't know how much it's going to cost, but it's right to go in here and pay the piper because I did the deal. <laughs> so uh, on my way in, these thoughts are rolling through my head, and I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. And... There's a gal about 19 or 20 who I bought, from whom I bought my coffee. She's filing her nails. She's just kind of <laughs> looking off in the distance. And I said, excuse me, um, but I left the nozzle in the tank and I drove off and it ripped the hose off of it. And she said, yeah, I know. I saw you. <laughs> that wasn't the answer I expected. <laughs> Oh, and I said, so what do we do now? <laughs> what, what do I do to fix it? She said, nothing, that's all right, go ahead. I've already called somebody over to fix it. And so I thought, thank you, God. I really, this is, you know, that, that in itself, walking in that store, while it seems like a little thing, was an act of faith. I really could have kept going. She wouldn't have stopped me. But my conscience would have been messed up. I wouldn't have known how it would have turned out. I wouldn't have experienced God coming through. I just heard in between services, because I told the same story, that somebody was involved in one of those things where they did that, and they had to pay. So I'm adding up all the costs of the wedding, my part of the wedding, and I'm thinking, oh, great. Hey, I, you know, I, I, by the grace of God, I did what was right, and God, God cut me some slack in the middle of that. So that's my embarrassing story for the year. Just that I get it out of the way here early. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, what we tend to think about faith is you, you, you put faith into practice when you're in a pinch or in your predicament, which is really a good time. That was time. I mean, God, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I got to go in there and find out how much this is going to cost me. Um, that's certainly a good time to, to apply faith. Or sometimes, as you see a lot in uh, on TV and sports events, as people are pulling toward a goal, as they're facing a challenge, they believe. They want to believe. If you go to an Angels game, you know they believe. You're encouraged to believe that the Angels can do it. You find out that you're believing in a rally monkey, <laughs> and so it's it's kind of interesting. But you, you're supposed to believe, and that helps. That helps the uh, angels along. So we, we talk about faith a lot 
in, in, our, in our world, in our society. And in this series, we're, we're going to look at what the Bible says about it and how essential it is for everyday life. It, it is crucial. You cannot live. You can choose to live without it. But if you live with it, it, it brings a, rich, a richness and an adventure to your life that you won't have otherwise. And, and your heart, there's a gratitude that flows from your heart that, that flavors everything you do. And so we're, we're going to look at how essential faith is to everyday life as we go along. So, first of all, what's faith made of? Some of the kids actually hinted at some of the stuff that it's made of. Uh, and more than hinted, said it. First of all, confidence and conviction. Hebrews 11 is, is a passage about faith. It's about people who've exercised faith through the centuries. It's sort of a, a list of heroes of faith. But at the beginning of that, that chapter, it describes faith. This isn't really a definition, it's a description. It says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. <clears throat> sort of like oxygen. You, you know you need it, and you know it's real, but you can't see it. You can't survive without it, but, but you know it's real. That's, that's how it is. You put your faith in God, you can't see, but you know he's real, and you know you need him. Um, this is what the ancients were commended for, the, the old heroes of the faith. God honors faith. It's one thing you find in Scripture. He honors it. He commends it. And as you choose faith, God always honors it. He always honors your faith in him. Um, the, verse 3 says, By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. Uh, faith is the way we come to believe in God. Now, it makes sense that someone had to design this world. That really does make sense. Romans 1.20 says that the universe itself points to the creator, but you still have to exercise faith in that creator. It, it's by faith you believe that the universe was formed at God's command, that he spoke and it came into being. That's what scripture says. Out of nothing it came into being. That's the power of God and his word, and it requires Faith to understand that. There's no other way to understand it. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. So anyway, that's the rest of that verse. There's a couple words that are important here. Being sure is, is a confidence. Being sure. That word in the Greek that this was originally written in literally means to stand under or support. It refers to the foundation of something. So what... What this passage is saying is faith is the foundation of our hope. It's the foundation of the Christian life. If you've chosen to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, faith is going to be the foundation of your life from the day forward that you decide to make him boss. Faith is going to be a part of everyday life for you and the foundation of it. If your foundation is strong, then you can build on it. And you can make progress, and you can grow upward. But if it's weak, then you're not going to make much progress in, in the Christian life. So it's important to grow strong faith. If, 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 you, if your faith is weak, you're not going to get very far in your walk with him. 
The word certain in this translation here means conviction. A conviction in court means that something was proved. And that's, that's what this word means. Um, that it's something that has been proven to you. It's a conviction. It's a belief that you've seen to be true in your life. Real. Not just true as an idea, but real. I can count on it. I, I can really trust in this. For a Christian, faith means that you trust God, that he will keep his word, and he will do what he's promised as you obey him. The kid that was confused in the video, o- obeying? Is that right? You know, actually it is. It is. That's that's the evidence of, of faith in your life. So, uh, confidence and conviction are what faith's made of. It's also, it's also made of a belief that God exists and rewards. He exists and rewards. Um, verse 6 of 11, Hebrews 11, And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. If you kind of believe that God exists, you're not going to obey Him. You're going to approach life just the way you always have, if you're not convinced. If you are convinced, though, then then you seek Him every day with the challenges and circumstances that you're dealing with. You, you choose to follow Him. If you're convinced, you choose to follow Him against your normal reflexes. And you trust Him to come through with what He's promised. That, that's faith. Faith in the Lord. That's what it means. There are two sides to faith. It's like a coin. It has two sides in the Scripture. Uh, one of those is called fear of the Lord. And that's what it's referring to in this passage uh, when it says you believe that he exists because fear of the Lord means that you believe that God exists and that he's paying attention to what you're doing. See, the thing about that, that gas station in Sweetwater is God was watching me and I knew if Cindy let me get away with it and take off, which she wouldn't have, that God wouldn't for sure. I'd have got spanked. That's the fear of the Lord. That's, that's a healthy fear of God. That, that you know that he exists, that he's paying attention to the choices you're making. And the other side of faith is you trust him. So you go ahead, realizing he's watching, you do what he says to do. You, you follow him, you obey him, and then you trust him to come through for you. You, you trust in him. Um, You believe that he rewards those who seek him out in life. And you have to believe that. Otherwise, you're just going to go your own way. You're not going to do things God's way. If you don't believe God exists, then you don't do what he says. It's interesting. We express faith in prayer. Usually it's in a prayer. God, help me. But we prove our faith through our obedience. That's where it's proved. That's where the rubber meets the road, is, is when we step out to do what God said, and we're trusting him as we do that. It doesn't always make sense, and it seems to be the long way around many, many times. 
but we trust God as we obey him. It's a very helpful description of what the Bible means uh, when it talks about faith there in Hebrews 11. It's crucial for us if we're going to walk with God and build on the foundation that's laid uh, of Jesus Christ. And if we're going to grow in him and grow stronger and handle life, the flow of life as it comes our way, it's crucial that we continue the way we started. You continue the way you started in order to strengthen your faith. Colossians 2, 6 and 7 says, So then, just as you received Christ... Jesus is Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thanksgiving. The word picture you get with overflowing with thankfulness is a river that's just overflowing its banks. You're incredibly grateful. Gratitude is an indicator of how much faith you apply to the situation you're coming out of. If you apply faith, you're incredibly grateful to God for what he's done. If you don't, then you're not grateful. It protects you from a lot of things, from bitterness and resentment. That gratitude protects you as you, flow, as you move on through life. But we started our relationship with Christ through faith. We hear a message about Jesus Christ, the salvation he offers. We hear that he died on the cross for us to pay for our sins. And if we'll admit our sin and accept what he's done for us and give our life to him, that we will have salvation. That's how we come into a relationship. That's how we start in a relationship with Christ, through faith. We put our faith in him, our hope. We build our life on him. That's how you continue in, in your walk with the Lord. That's how you continue to grow in your relationship with Christ, is you grow to know his word. You understand as you face situations, circumstances, deal with relationships, handle things, as, as you're handling the flow of life, you know what's right, or you seek out what's right, if you hit a spot where you're not quite sure, and you exercise faith by responding in the right way. You, 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 you know the Word of God, you step out to do the Word of God in a specific way. So in a general way, when you come to Christ, say, God, here's my life. I'm going to follow you from this day forward. I'm going to make you the boss. You call the shots. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm messing up. <laughs> this is not going well. So I'm going to quit going my way, and I'm going to start going your way. In a general way, you say that. As you grow in your faith, your faith is strengthened as you make specific choices to say yes to God every day. Every day you say yes to God. You're faced with a choice. You seek God in it. Either you seek to find out what his will is or you know his will. And you do it. God comes through and your faith grows stronger. And then the next time, you have more faith to deal with that choice. And God grows us this way. He doesn't give us more than we can handle, the scripture says. And he grows our faith in this way. If you don't trust him with these things then your faith is weak and it doesn't grow and you never see God come through. It is possible to commit your life to follow Christ and then to handle life on your own without that, without his help. And you never see God come through. You, you never trust him and you, your faith doesn't grow and you you're, you're just have the foundation. You don't have any building on top of that. 
So we have many choices to face every day. Every day we need faith to deal with different things like change. Life, life is always in flux. Um, I'm a rut guy. I like a, I like a rut. One of the real value, valuable things for me in following God is I can deal with change much better than if I didn't have them because you got to flex. We're going to look at that next week at how God helps us to deal with change rather than resent it. As we have the right understanding of God and his role in our lives. Because I don't know about you, but no week ever goes the way I want it to. Or the way I expect it to. And I've just learned. What is right in front of me right now is from the hand of God. And I need to deal with it. I hopefully can deal with it rightly. I don't bat a thousand, but hopefully I can get better and better in faith as I deal with the things that I'm facing. It helps us deal with temptation. The heart of temptation is that we see a shortcut to getting what we want or our satisfaction. In faith, you say no to temptation. We're going to look at that later. At work, you choose to work hard and not slack off because you know God's promised to reward your work. It doesn't matter what the boss, whether he's paying attention or whether he's noticing, giving you the feedback you want. It doesn't matter about your earthly boss. You have a heavenly boss. So in faith, you keep, you keep working hard so that, that you can see God come through. In relationships, you choose not, if you walk in faith, you choose not to manipulate or scheme, but you trust God to do as you do right by others. Um, love actually grows out of the root of faith. We're going to look at that at the end of this series. Under leadership, dealing with authority, that makes you nervous. Somebody else is making decisions about this part of my life. That creates a tremendous amount of anxiety. The right response is trusting God. Trusting God in the midst of that and doing, doing what you know is right. I don't know about you, but many times I, I hear some things in my mind, whispers of put-downs. You do something like drive away from the pump with the nozzle in the car, and you, you know, what an idiot. You know, that was so stupid. And, you know, really, it was stupid. But... But you can deal with, one of the things that, that the enemy wants to do, Satan, he wants to tear down your self-image. And in faith, you can respond to him in the right way, where you just put that aside and keep moving on. In, in faith, you say, as, as the enemy wants to condemn, condemnation is one of the biggest tools of the enemy. You know, you are a jerk. You, you, what are you saying and doing? What are you thinking? Romans 8, 1, there is no condemnation. Therefore, now there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Those who know him, we are not under condemnation. So in faith, we believe that. And we apply it to those whispers and those comments and things. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, we live by faith, not by sight. If you walk with the Lord and you want to experience Everything there is in that, you choose faith. You don't go your own way. You go God's way. You do what you know is right, expecting him to come through. This is, this is one of the big lessons that God is trying to teach you and I. He's trying to teach us to trust him, to do what's right and trust him as we do it. God is working in our lives. Uh, we can't see him, 
but the evidence is all around us. He's working. So we live by faith in him, not by sight. On the way, on the way back from Fort Worth, there's another uh, thing that happened. Uh, we, were, we were traveling with Josh and Erica De La Rosa. They went from here to start the church in Orange Crest area of Riverside. And um, we got up on a, early in the morning. We left about 5, five or 5.30. And then freezing rain, that is nasty stuff, but it comes down as rain and whatever it hits, it freezes immediately and turns into ice. So it was hitting the road and becoming ice and hitting our windshield and becoming ice. And I'd driven in it before. I didn't realize Josh was freaking out behind me, <laughs> but I'd driven in it. So I was just sort of, it wasn't too terribly bad. We were cruising along, coming over this ridge and a conversion van whizzed by us at about 80, 85 miles an hour. And I thought, wow, they must be used to this. This is nothing to them. Anyway, we're coming over this hill, and I saw a wide load ahead, so I slowed down because I, I started slowing down because you have to. everything needs to be deliberate. You don't want to turn the wheel. Everything needs to be deliberate. And the conversion van, who was pretty far ahead of us at the time, started braking at about the same time I did which was late. And so she went this way, went this way, maybe went this way again, I can't remember, hit the guardrail, spun about eight or nine times, and then slid off the side of the road, kind of upside down like this. Well, while this is happening, Lindsay's asleep in the back seat, which is what I'd have been doing. And Cindy and I are going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I started praying. I mean, Lord, help her or help them. I didn't know it was a her at the time. Help them. And so she, she landed kind of on her side, and Josh and I pulled over, got out, went to the car, and um, she, was, she was fine. She was clear, clear-headed, clear-minded. She, it was one 75, about, I guess, 75-year-old lady and five long-haired dachshunds. <laughs> and and she, she was really more worried about the dachshunds than, than her. But she was totally okay. And as I had already been praying about the situation in the ice, I mean, I'd been praying, God, help us stay on the road, keep us safe, watch over us. When that happened, I just blurted out a prayer. I, I really think, now you can't see this, but I really think God put me there to pray that prayer for her. Because it's, it's amazing that she's okay. It is really amazing that she is. And we, we can't see all kinds of things, but God is working behind the scenes of our lives. And I tell you one thing, as we drove away, my heart was bursting with thanksgiving to God for keeping us safe. And I was very grateful. If, if you don't trust him, if you don't express your faith, you don't experience the gratitude and that gratitude is a really good thing. It is a very healthy, one of the healthiest things we can feel is that sense of gratitude. So I, I want to encourage you, as you're looking forward to the year ahead, there, there may be changes. Maybe you've already experienced some. You're not quite sure what's going to happen this year. None of us really are. As you're looking at the year ahead, choose to trust the living God who is trustworthy. He, he is faithful. You, 
you can trust Him. He, he really will come through. On your connections card, uh, in your listening guide, there are some next steps that you could take in response to what we've looked at this morning. Um, <clears throat> first one is to memorize 2 Corinthians 5.7. It's very easy to live by sight, to handle things on your own, and not really try to do things God's way, but you might want to memorize that as a way to remind yourself to live by faith. God, I want to trust you with everything that goes on. Maybe your next step is to seek God's will for a choice and then do it. You've got a, you're faced with a choice, a decision, and you need to know his will. You want to seek it. God, show me. And then do that will. Maybe your next step is to apply faith to a circumstance or a situation or a relationship that you're dealing with right now. Maybe, maybe you know what God would want. And you just need to apply the faith. You need to step out and obey and apply faith to that situation. Um, and then finally, maybe you haven't yet completely concluded that God is real. Ask God to show you that he's real. That may, that may be your next step. It's by faith that we understand the universe was formed at his command. And so you're going to need faith to trust the Lord Jesus with your life. And so... To trust him, you need to know he's real. Ask God to show you that he's real. He, he will do so. He, he will show you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the truth that you've shown us in your word. God, I, I praise you for the freedom that comes as we live by faith, as we trust in your word. Because we don't have to handle life by sight and our own power in our own wisdom, but God, you've given us the wisdom we need. And so, Father, I, I pray that, that you would give us the ability to take the next step in our walk with you that you've laid on our hearts, whatever it is, that you might be pleased with us and that we might be exercising the faith that you have um, given us in the first place. God, we, we ask for this in, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.